This week on Squats and Margaritas, it's life coach, business coach, Rachel Bodie. If you are struggling right now during this pandemic, juggling it all, your kids are home, your business, or maybe you have a business or a brand that you've always wanted to do, but you're not quite sure how to start, this episode is for you. She is so motivating and inspiring and has so many tips on balancing it all and Fun fact, I actually got my own life coaching session at the end of this episode. I'm struggling right now, and it all kind of came out organically, and I totally intended on cutting that part out, but that's not what this is about. So at the end of this episode, you'll get to hear my mini life coaching session with Rachel. If you're looking for that motivation, inspiration, here's my episode with Rachel Bodie. Rachel Bodie, I feel like I've known you forever. Um, we go way back to Instagram. <laughs> where we, where we and you're, I know you're a business coach, but you're also like a life coach, would you say? Yeah. Yeah. It's interesting. So I started my career working for Dr. John C. Maxwell and he's written all these books on leadership. And wow. How did that happen? Yeah, How'd you get that gig? Yeah. So I, kind of crazy. One of my girlfriends worked for John and I was going to school to get my doctorate in psychology. And so I needed to find a job to help support me through school. She told me about the job. I went to interview. I told them, hey, I'm not going to be here long term. I'm going to get my doctorate. I want to go into practice. And then um, I was going to school. I was working full time and I met my husband. And I'm like, at the time, he was my boyfriend. I wanted to get married. I was almost yeah. 30. And yeah. I'm like, something's got to go. So I actually quit school. Kept working for John. I worked for him for 14 years, got married, had two babies, the whole nine yards. So anyway, my background was in business. And after my second baby, I was traveling all the time. I was burnt out, overeating, drinking all the things, the wrong things. Mm -hmm. And I knew something had to change. And so um, I decided to start a business and health coaching with a direct sales company, which I never thought I would do. Mm -hmm. And then me to quit my full-time job. So I was able to be at home and I, I mean, I loved it, but then I missed business. And so I got back into coaching, um, got certified as a life coach and business coach. And that's kind of what I do now. So it's been crazy. You kind of hinted at it, but that was the first thing I was going to ask you. The women that do what we do, like empowering other women and making brands that just help women find their best selves and live their best lives. I have found that it's because we have gone through something or maybe overcame something. And you know, with my story, with the eating disorders and all the years of abuse of my body, I figured it out. And then I felt compelled to share the formula and help other women. And you were just saying like you were eating the wrong things. Was, was there something that you struggled with that made you feel like you needed to help other women get there, get to find the balance that you found? Yeah, I love, and I love your story. You and I have similar stories. I also struggle with an eating disorder. Wow. And, you know, I think, um, yeah, I think I struggled and still struggle at times yeah. with this idea of being enough, of enoughness, and good enough, good enough, smart enough, successful enough, all the enoughness that just will exhaust you in trying to strive and do it perfectly and compare. And, you know, when you live in that headspace and you try to cope however you can. Sometimes we coped with controlling through an eating disorder. Sometimes we cope by drinking or shopping or over Facebooking. But whenever, when you go through that experience, I think to your point, 
you don't want your worst. You don't wish it on your worst enemy. <laughs> You're like, you know, and you really want to, or I want to, and you want to share with others like, Hey, there's a different way. Um, and yep. be able to be able to bring, um, some purpose to the struggle that you had. Cause I, I used to cry. I remember in my early twenties, like, why do I have to deal with this, these eating issues? Like why Lord, why? Yep. And now I'm like, Oh gosh, I see why I can see the purpose now. Yeah, exactly. And it put you exactly where you're at to have the influence that you do and the following that you do. I want to talk to you about all of it, like how you grew this brand to what it is. Cause I know a lot of women are looking to build their brands. Obviously they could use you as a coach business wise. Where did you get to the point where you're like, I could teach other women to do this because you have built this community and like your engagement is fantastic because you're so honest and raw and empowering. How, how did you get there when you decided like, I'm going to make this pivot. I'm going to be an online coach to what you've built now. Oh man, you're asking such great questions. You're such a great question asker. So John, I need the answers oh. to these. I need all this because my brand is like in its infancy almost. So I look up to you and your brand. Oh, thank you for saying that. Well, you are such a great question asker. John wrote a book. Good leaders ask great questions. You ask such great questions. I think that's, I think that's part of building a brand mm-hmm. is, and I, I think the biggest part of building a brand is adding value. And one of the ways you add value is you ask questions and you care and you listen to what the answers are. Mm-hmm. You listen to what it is that people are telling you they need. You, you listen and you show up and you share value that will help them overcome the pain that they're in, overcome, help them with, the, with solutions to the problems that they have. And you really show up not trying to get from people and with an agenda, but you show up really wanting to add value. That's, I think, the, that's like the magic. That is the magic. Because I think people can sense that. And you do it in a way that's vulnerable, right? Like, I don't know about you, but I don't really relate to people like the perfect... I want to know the backstory. I want to know that you're just a real human and that there's a lot of good, but that there's struggle too. Yeah. Because when you share it, people feel vulnerable with you. Um, like with my book, nobody knew about my eating disorders, but I got messages from women. They're like, you're the first person I ever told that I had it because like you said it out loud and I never intended to. And I, I don't know if we even talked about this. I got a writing coach and I said, I want to write this book that I finally figured out a life of balance after all the mess that I dealt with. And I, I, was, I would never go into detail. And I said, I learned, and it was just like the facts, like you lift heavy, you can have a cocktail, live your life with balance. And it ended up, it was like the second half of what my book ended up being. And she kept saying, why wouldn't anyone listen to you? Like, how does anybody know you weren't always in shape? And I was like, oh, um, yeah, I was like, well, I struggled for a while. And I was like, oh, I'm not admitting it. Like I've never ta- told anyone I got over it. Like no one will ever know my, no, my family didn't know. And then she kept kind of pushing and she's like, you need to tell your story. And I was like, I just, I'm not there yet. I just want to help women. And she convinced me like, this will help women when you just say it out loud. And she like Rachel is not even saying it. I wrote it and then sent it to her. And it was like, it was out, it was gone. And I was released from that. And now I share all the things like I talk about probably way too much because it's like when you share the big thing and that's out, like, everything else just kind of seems, it's like, 
I don't know. It's so deep. Like, you know, you don't know how long you're going to be here. Like, why not just share your authentic self and be who you are? Let other people, you know, be vulnerable with you and get a deep connection with other people while you're here on this earth. Why would you ever want to be something that you're not and not cultivate those like deep connections with other people? That's what like living is. And that's how you get close to people. But it's hard. It's it's hard to share. (laughs) It is so hard. I remember... So when I first started my business, I remember I hated taking photos of myself. I remember the first selfie I posted, I felt ridiculous. I'm like, this is ridiculous. And then the first time I shared about my eating disorder publicly. Mm -hmm. But what is so freeing, isn't it? Like when you just put it out there and just to be fully known and whether people accept you or not, doesn't matter because it's about you accepting yourself and being okay that some people are going to be okay with it and some won't. And those aren't your people who aren't. Exactly. I'm still learning that. (laughs) Yeah. There's no time for that. There's no time for that because life is so short. Like why not surround yourself with like-minded people who are going to like, I just, uh, here's one thing I'll say to people building a brand brand is you can block and delete freely. If people are going to be unkind, that's totally fine. Like you don't have to have them in your sphere, you know? And I do frequently. Sometimes people just, it's weird how people feel like they can say things on a social platform they would never say to you in person. And to a person who you would never say it to them, like you would never, I get, I get body shamed sometimes for my muscles. And it's like, you cannot please everyone. People are fat shamed or people, oh my God, she's so skinny. Someone said to me, is that a woman or a man? And it, cause it was a picture of my legs and my legs are muscular. And they're like, oh, I thought that was a man. And it bothered me the whole next day. And I was like, she took the time to write that. I would never go to her page and be like, you're skinny. Ew. Like, so it makes me feel like whatever that person's dealing with to have to put it out there yes. like that. It almost makes you feel sad for them. And like, maybe they are struggling And the women that are pushing each other and empowering them are the people that have found self-love and found a balance and don't need to put other people down. So when I see a negative comment, it almost makes me like, I want to like reach out to the person and like be their friend and be like, are you good? Are you okay? Like, I take it the other way. Well, it's true because, I mean, hurting people hurt people, yes. you know, and it's like you're, it's right on and you have to just decide that like, you have to protect your energy, I think. For sure, there are times I feel sorry, I feel bad for someone and I want to respond, I respond in a kind way. There are other times where it does get to me and I of just course. walk in. Yeah, no, I know. I need to do better because it definitely gets to me. Um, Tiffany Jenkins, um, she's a, I had her on a couple of weeks ago. I mean, she's got like the biggest following. And I was like, you have to get like trolls and negativity. And she said that she got the best piece of advice that her friend was like, you want to respond to that negative comment, that one negative comment over the 10,000 that she got. She said, go ahead. But then you have to respond to the, t- the five positive comments above and below it. She goes, because what you're saying right now is all those women that came and left you a beautiful message, they don't deserve a response. But that one person, you're going to respond to them that wrote something negative. And she was like, okay. It kind of like put everything into perspective. She's like, so I don't really even, she doesn't read them anymore. She has a million, but I, I like that too. And it was like, why are you only responding or, or acknowledging a negative comment and not all the beautiful comments that were there too? But it, mm-hmm. it's still hard for me. I like, I try not to read it, but I'm kind of new at this. I didn't know what my brand would be. Obviously never thought I would be sharing everything I did. Five years ago, you could have never told me what my brand was. If there are women that are watching this right now and they're passionate about something, but they're like, I don't even know how to go about it. I probably can't do it. Cause like they said, we both have two kids. I'm home with my kids. You could work with them from the point of conception of the brand to kind of like how they can monetize it. That's what you do. For sure. Yeah. And you know what I would say? Like just, 
you can do it on your own too in the beginning. And it's important that you take micro steps. So, because because that's how things work, right? It's this whole concept of the compound effect or the slight, there's a book called The Slight Edge. It's like those little steps over time. And so just taking the very first step, if you're, if you're passionate about something, you're not sure where to start, share the things that you know and that you love about it. Share um, how it's transformed you. Ask yourself questions. There's, um, there's something uh, that I teach my clients. It's called the hero's journey. You may have heard kind of taking, no, okay, so with writing, um, or when you watch a movie, there's something called the hero's journey. And it's like you will watch a movie, you'll start to identify with the character and you can mm-hmm. feel like when they have the win or when they break up with the guy. And sometimes it can even be the quote unquote bad guy that you can identify with, mm-hmm. right? Because the way they write the story, it's like you are in it with them. Yep. That's the thing that we can do. We can use social media as a beautiful platform to help to take people on this journey, like your journey. Where you, what you, where you've been, how you've come through it, how you were able to overcome an eating disorder, what, where your mind frame was before, how you've transformed. Mm-hmm. You actually can share with them your failures, your setbacks, your triumphs, and it really helps to connect you to others because they see themselves in your story. You know, yeah, and then they, that's how you grow that authentic following of people that relate to you. And then it's like, then when a brand is introduced, they want you and what you're doing. So they're going to, you know, be all about your brand. It's like building the, your personality first. So people get to know you, trust yeah. you. And then whenever, whatever your company is, they're like, I just want to be doing what Rachel's doing. So they're invested almost. Totally. Cause a brand, all a brand is, is who you are mm-hmm. brand. and marketing is sharing your brand. It's sharing who you are. And the more authentically you can do that, the more fun it is too. Exactly. You you can just come as you are. Exactly. And do you delegate any, like you have the most, one of the most beautiful Instagram pages. Like it's just so cultivated so beautifully. Do you um, have any other, like, do you shop that out? Like some parts somebody else handles or do you, because it's your brand, want your hands on everything Cause I, I have a hard time with that too. Like just trusting that somebody else gets the vision and be like, you can run my social media. Like, I, I don't know if I could do that <laughs> because it's my brand. Well, so there, um, so I do think leverage is really important in your business, especially as a working mom. So there are a lot of things in my business. I do delegate and leverage, but my social media is not one of them. Um, for me personally, and, and again, there's no, there's not a right or wrong way to do it. It's like whatever works for you. And for me, like my message, my that is my brand. Yes. And so it's really important to me that it's my voice. And Absolutely. so yeah. now what, I will, what I will say is I craft my post each day and I send it to my assistant. She will post it at the appointed time. Right. She'll drop hashtags in there. So she'll do some of those things. She'll That's skim right. my messages to make sure there's nothing like important because I get lots and lots sure. of Instagram messages. But as far as actually crafting the content, that's something that I do myself. Um, And that works well for me. That's what I've told people too. It's like, do what is in your wheelhouse. Like obviously like you're the content generator and she, I'm assuming maybe in her twenties and she knows all the hashtags. Like I need someone in their twenties to like know that like the business side of it. And I put out the content, but it's like delegate what you're not, maybe it's not the thing that you're the best at and then hold on to the things like for my book I wrote the story but I don't know how to like typeset a book and I don't know I didn't know what the the back should look like and I'm not a you know graphic designer so I had those jobs like kind of 
batched out and somebody else did them. It's like, know what you're great at and what you should be doing, but also get the help because a lot of these women are stay-at-home moms, which brings me to my next question. I don't know how you balance it all. And I was so in awe, like we were supposed to do this, I don't know, like a month or so ago. And you said, I'm going on vacation with my family. And I promised my girls that I wasn't going to work. And I was just like, I wish that I could do that because I struggle so much. And mine are younger, like four and two, but they're standing here. And I feel like I'm always like one more sec, just one second, one second. And then at night I like want to cry. Cause I was like, all they want is my attention, but I'm in the home building my brand and coming up with content at home. How do you balance that? and still feel like a great mom and just all of it. I don't know how to do that. Oh, okay. So first of all, I totally understand that. I totally understand that I've been there. And again, there are moments I feel that way too. You know, I I think, um, I think balances can be elusive because every day may require different things. And maybe some days you are more in the mom zone and maybe others are more in the business zone. Um, so it's funny because we were going on this trip to Charleston and I told my girls, I'm like, well, I'm going to do a few calls. And my daughter, my, I have an eight and nine year old, two girls, my eight year old. So I'm like, mommy, it's a family vacation. There's no work. Wow. And I said, okay, you're right. If there's no work. So I'm going to reschedule all my calls. Wow. And I, wanted to, I want to, I don't want to, pa- I'm a hard worker and I don't want to pass along to them that you have to work all the time, right? So there's a couple things, there's a couple ways I balance. The first is I delegate like a boss. So just like we were just saying, I lead where I'm strong. Mm -hmm. I lead in the places only I can be, like my content development, for example. And I put a team where I'm weak or I put a system in place where I'm weak. So teaming, I have someone to help me with the house. I have, I farm out everything that I can possibly farm out. Because, and I recognize that financially not everyone's in that place. And I wasn't either. I was raised actually very poor, but I have worked really hard to be able to outsource the things I don't have to do so I can focus like in my zone of genius. And it's, yeah. you know, we all have that. We all have that zone of genius. And John, my former boss used to say, if someone else can do it 80% as well as you can, you should give it to someone else. Wow. And so I really try to do that. Yeah. Um, so that helps delegating. The other thing that helps is exercise. Yes. Um, it helps me to feel clear headed and gives me endorphins and gives me energy. It is my, it's as much for sanity as it is for vanity. That's what I, I, I love how you say that. Cause I'm like, it's not like to lose weight. It's more like sanity versus vanity. Yes. If I don't yeah. go for a run and don't have that time where I can just listen to my music and you come back just feeling so much better. And if you're not doing that, you're just, I'm like on edge. Like my daughter will say something I'm like, what? And then I'll catch myself and be like, why am I so like, because I didn't get to work yeah. on it. It's such a thing mentally, spiritually. Totally. I could go on and like, I yeah. could go on. I love it, love it. I do it almost every day. And I do a combination of weights, yoga. It's always different, mm-hmm. but it just... It, it, it does something physiologically too yes. in your brain. It releases the feel-good hormones. So to me, that's, that's a big part of having balance is, and I actually just spoke to a group of executives yesterday about self-care, like as moms, as women. I know this is like the popular thing right now, but the truth is you can't pour from an empty cup. You literally can't. And you're not doing anyone any favors by being the martyr and trying to do, be like, I'll get all the gold stars as a mom. Like, you know, you've got to, of yourself you've got to and that includes 
maybe some alone time. I am a Christian, so I spend time journaling and my devotional and prayer. I move my body. I talked to my girls last night and I said, you know, I spoke in the call and a lot of these moms don't take time for themselves. Keep in mind they're eight and nine. And my oldest Grayson said, well, you always spend time every day, sometimes a lot of time by yourself. <laughs> I said, that's right, girl. Because <laughs> mom needs that so I, I, so I can have a full cup. I love how you're saying that. Cause I, it's such a, it's guilt. It's mom guilt. And it's like, if I asked my husband, like, can you take him for a couple hours? Like I'm doing a podcast where I have to knock something out. And then he would come back and then I would go work out. I would feel like that's taking too much. Like I just had my time and I used it to work. It's like, it's one or the other. And I don't let myself like feel like I'm taking advantage of the time that I have without my kids, because then I should be locked in with my kids. And I guess I'm too much in my head about it, but I, mom girl is, I feel, my daughter was ringing a bell the other day and I was like, stop ringing the bell. Cause I was working, but I thought about it. I'm like, she's literally like, look at me, pay attention to me. And I just kept saying one second. And every night I go to bed and I, I pray and I'm going to be present. Please give me presence with my children tomorrow and I'm going to do it. And I can't do it. Like I, I can't balance it all. Maybe I do need, maybe it's help around the house kind of thing so that I don't feel like I need to also have dinner on the table and have this room immaculate and have something out on Instagram and have 30 minutes that I played outside trucks with my son because there's someone else to do one of those things. Maybe it's delegation. I think that will, I think that will help. Okay. And I think probably what would help more than anything, and this is for everyone listening, Yeah. is questioning if it's true like the things that you tell yourself because the reason why we do anything or we don't do anything is because of how it makes us feel so for example if you think um i'm not a good mom and you feel guilty that is not going to produce actions like maybe you're playing with your kids but the whole time you're not present right right and they know they can tell yeah so what about you say hey I'm an awesome mom and I'm also a businesswoman. And I'm going to, from that space of sufficiency and enoughness and assurance and confidence, I'm going to work during this time. I'm going to do my workout during this time. And then I'm going to play with my kids during this time. And I'm not going to feel bad that I'm not with my kids 24 seven, or I'm not going to feel bad when I'm over here working, or I'm not going to feel bad when I'm with my kids. That's the thing. So many women that I coach are constantly feeling guilty no matter what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and like, you're, doing, you're thinking about the other thing that you should be doing. And you feel bad and then you judge. And it's like this yes, whole cycle. It is. You got to break the cycle and the cycle, it always starts with like what you're choosing to believe about yourself. Like you can do both and you don't have to, there's no one, like there's not a judge looking to see like what you're doing as a mom. No, it's me. It's my, I'm judging myself. And it's not like somebody else is saying this or I'll be like, I don't want to ask my husband. Like he it's, he's their father and he's not saying, don't ask me. It's like me. I feel like I'm the mom. I have to, if I want to take on this podcast and I want to take on this opportunity, I need to make it balanced with everything else that I do and not ask for help. Like if, if I can make it work on my own, then I should be doing it. And like, that's just what I've told myself. But you think about like moms that work outside of the house like their kids aren't feeling like neglected. Mom went to work, but it's like, because I'm working right here and they see me, it's like, yeah. they're like, she, what are you doing? You're not even paying attention to me. So it's, it's hard. It's a, it's a struggle for me for sure. The balance. I, I think this should, I think pay attention to when you tell yourself I should, mm-hmm. or I should. Um, typically 
those kind of thoughts don't lead to really positive feelings or actions, right? And I do it too sometimes. And so I try and switch the language and I'll tell myself that I'm choosing. I'm choosing to work right now. And then I'm going to choose after this. I have one more client call that I'm going to choose to go get a massage. Yes. (laughs) And then after that, I'm going to choose to spend all quality time with my kids. Right. And it's good because it makes me feel like I'm in control. Yes. I feel good about what I'm doing instead of like, well, I should be with my kids because they're out there looking at me and you mm-hmm. know. Yes, I know. I think it's just because it, it's so new to me, like having my own thing. I, I didn't, I was just staying at home with my kids. So, and this is exactly what I want to be doing and connecting with other women and putting something out there that women will get something out of. But also be a mom to a four and two-year-old who still really need me right now. Like, I mean, I have one in diapers. Like they, they need me, physically need me. And it's, it's just been a struggle. So people like you that can inspire others and show them that like whatever you're passionate about, you can make that, you can do what you love to do, monetize it, make a living doing exactly what you thought you wanted to do and have it all and be home with your kids. And you do like one-on-one coaching. I, I saw people can sign up for like a mini session on Instagram, on your Instagram page. Yes, How does that I work? And then you just kind of talk about what they're looking yeah. for. So I love doing mini sessions. So basically what it is, is we hop on a call and I coach you live. So we coach on whatever it is that you, what goals that you have, where you're at now, where you want to go. And then if we decide we want to work one-on-one together, I show details about that, but it's really fun. And you always get so much out of it. It's like having that outside perspective and having someone who has the experience and who is not so close to it. When you are in something and you're emotional and you're deep mm-hmm. down, sometimes it's hard to see like what's really true. Cause then we get in our brains and it feels, sometimes things feel really true when they're mm-hmm. really just that we're choosing to look at it. That's the value of having that outside perspective. I've had a coach for many, many years, ever since back in my days when I was in leadership development. It's been really powerful. It's helped me so much. Yeah. When, so you had a coach and now you are the coach. Yeah. <laughs> when did you um, just feel, I guess I don't know, like confident enough to be like, I, instead of going to talking to my coach, I'm going to coach people. Like the women that are feeling like, I don't know, not as confident about what they want to do. Like, how did you know, this is what I want to do. I'm ready to do it. And like, put yourself out there and launch your business. Yeah. You know, I took small steps and as I took small steps and I showed up and I shared my story and I realized I was helping people, it gave me confidence that, my gosh, like what I'm sharing is like, probably like with you, when you share your story and someone says, wow, I've never told anyone before. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You inspired me and you're like, wow, like I'm actually helping people. Yeah. And that gave me confidence and allowed me to build belief in myself and as I was helping women, but built more and more belief until I just decided, like, as, as far as business coaching, I was helping women get fitness results. I'm like, you know what? I, I've been there. I've been there, done that. I've made the mistakes. I failed a lot. And I want to help other women to not make those same mistakes. I want to help give them perspective instead of, you know, with my, my first business, I was in for four years and it was a lot. I had a two and four year old too when I started Yeah, and I was traveling internationally as a consultant and my husband was traveling internationally and I was volunteering at church and I started a side hustle. Oh my God. Crazy. Yeah. It was crazy. <laughs> and after going through that, I'm like, please hire me. Let me help you. Don't go. Like I was in the fetal position in the corner many, many mornings. Yeah. Cause I'm so tired. Yeah. I'm like, I don't know if I can do this. And it just, 
it's so valuable to have a mentor, someone who has been there to help exactly. guide you. I knew you were going to say that, that you had a story because everyone that's doing something in this medium of women empowerment and living your best life, it's, they figured it out and then they feel compelled to share it with someone else. And when they know that you went through it, so you can relate, people open up more and they trust you. They see what you're doing now. It wasn't always that way. And they, they have hope that they can turn things yeah. around too. And you find like, that's your purpose. 100%. Yeah. I want people, so people can find you on Instagram. What is your handle? Rachel Bodie? It's, yeah, it's just Rachel Bodie. At Rachel yeah, last name is B-O-D-I-E. Okay. And then if they're interested in working with you, they can, that would be the step to sign up for a mini, like one-on-one -on -one session. Yeah, I would love that. Yeah. So I don't know fun. if you're taking on more clients, but I'm sure you're going to get some <laughs> because what you're offering, there's so women that I talk to all the time. Like my friends just started a spray tanning business out of her house and she doesn't know where to go. Like someone like you that would like sit down with her and help launch her brand, even though she's not even sure which way she wants to go yet. She knows she knows how to do it, but then it's kind of like, where do we go from here? And like inspiring her and pushing her, like, you can do this. It is going to be a thing. Cause I find myself doing that. And I don't know what I like. I'm not, <laughs> I just want women to succeed. And I've been to like through a dark time in my life. And I want women who are still in that struggle. Like I had depression or just this, the fitness struggle. Like when you're just not in, feeling like you're in shape and you're working out and you're frustrated when you're not happy in your body, it reflects everywhere in your life. Like I would be mad at my husband because I was heavier than I wanted to be. Had nothing to do with him. I wasn't totally happy until I was happy in my body. And like, for all those years that I was just doing cardio every day and eating salads and couldn't lose weight. I see women doing that. And I just, I feel compelled to be like, no, 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 there's a different way. Like, I know it doesn't make sense. So I had to write the book and you just feel like that's your calling to the person that was you maybe 10, five years ago to like step in and kind of like redirect their path. And it is fulfilling. You just want to fulfill all the buckets. But like you said, I love that you can't pour from an empty cup. So if you're not pouring stuff into your cup, then I can't help my children anyway. No, I it's, like it. it's like oxygen mask too, right? When yes. you're on the plane, you put it on first right. because exactly. you're no good. If you can't, if you're like, gasping for air how are you going to serve others and how are you going to enjoy your life you know that's okay. the other i think like women and a lot of um moms that i'm friends with we have young kids right now and we just like told ourselves like this is what it is right now like you're not going to enjoy it while they're toddlers and it's going to be really hard and then but maybe it shouldn't be that way <laughs> like i'm like when they're just a little bit older because they still want me to play like they don't play with their friends like i i'm it and that i just decided like that this is how it's going to be for the next few years and then it'll get easier but maybe I can choose myself and choose to do things with intention um, through these next couple of years until we yeah. get there. <laughs> and I know everyone says, I remember when I first had my girls, everyone was like, oh, it's going to go by in a blink. And it really, really does. Like uh, I, I know Facebook memories and things come up and I'm like, I actually, one came up where I was doing yoga with my daughter and she was I think four and I'm like, it just, I mean, it, the, the days are long and the years are short. Oh, wait, yeah. yeah, the days are short. And it, it does go by in a blank. So I, I think you do the best that you can to really enjoy the moments. And the way that you do that is you cultivate purpose in your life and happiness and joy for you as a mama so you can be a better mom. I just cannot mm -hmm. understand. I couldn't believe it yesterday on this call because I do self-care very well, I realized. 
you do. Believe so many of these women were like, the, 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 the gal who's facilitating, she's a senior vice president at Bank of America, and she asked them to rate on a scale of one to 10 um, how well they do self care. And people were like, zero, one. And I was like, oh my gosh. <laughs> 11. Because <laughs> we, you, you and I both take care of our bodies and yeah. we move our bodies and we, and it just was really, I, I think that message, I want more women to know, like, take care of you, mama, you're going to be better human, mom, wife, all the things. You just saying that, that's what I think women need to hear because everybody's just, it's, you're the judge. It's not like other women are judging. You're judging yourself and feeling like you're not stacking up and you're not being good enough here or here. But when someone like you is saying it's okay to go get a massage and take time for yourself and, you know, work out and do your, have time to do your work from home and don't feel like you took too much time and cause they're your husband's kids too. And don't put everything on you. And you sometimes just need to hear another woman say that, that it, it's okay. Yeah. hundred percent. And you've it's given like, that message. Yeah. You're like, yeah. Oh, no, now you know. She said it was fine. It's fine. <laughs> <laughs> you are fantastic. I so appreciate your time. You're so really good at this. I'm so really struggling and I needed to talk to you today because I don't feel like my kids are going to come home in a second and it's going to be hard for me to turn this off and be present because I'm thinking about like the one they have to do at 4.30 and I, I, it's, it's a balance. I'm not doing great. <laughs> Maybe I need a life coach. <laughs> I think you, I think you need to give yourself some grace. Like, what are you not doing great at? The kid, my, I feel like they're always right here saying mommy, mom. And I'm always saying one second, one second. And then I don't realize, well, I realize it because I'm telling you about it, but it's like at night, I, I want to like get them out of bed and be like, show them more. Like okay. I'm, I'm paying attention like to you and maybe they don't feel it as much as I'm sensing that they do. But it's like they come home and they're so happy to see me and I didn't get all the things done yet. So I'm not total. I, I can't totally check in with them until all the other things are checked off. And I hate that about myself, but that's like how I am. I want to be completely checked in. I want to put my phone down and be like you and say no working. But it's like, I don't, I don't have that. Like I can't. And I, I don't know. I struggle. So, I mean, there's so much that you're saying and I'm like, oh, there's so many different directions <laughs> to go. But one of the things that comes to mind is like, don't minimize what you're doing. Yeah. What you're doing is your work and you're having an impact and it's not some little, like you're not a doctor. So what? Neither am I, yeah. but, but God called me to do, and I know I'm doing good work and important work. Yeah. It's my work. I wasn't called to be a doctor and neither were you. Right. You were called to be a mom and a wife and also someone who is doing what you're doing right now and spraying women. And they're all equally important. I believe it. I truly do. I do know that I'm supposed to be doing this and because I'm the person that sees those messages that people are like, somehow I self-published my book. So I was like, I don't know how anybody's even going to find it, but it finds the women that needed to read it. They don't know how. I, I like, know that I'm supposed to be doing it, but I just, doing, and this could be like a whole other podcast. I'm trying not to cry on my podcast. <laughs> Listen, I'm no, I love, are you kidding? I, like, I live for this. I really do because I understand. I understand how you feel. I really do. It's like saying now, like I have to get help. I can't juggle it all. And I, you don't I, have to get, I know I hate, you don't I, choose, I choose, I choose, I choose. Maybe right now for you saying, okay, every day in this, during this time, I call it focus time because I do a lot of time management with my clients. In fact, I suggested to create this focus time where you have an hour, maybe two hours, and you pre-plan what you're going to do in that time. And then you get in and you are like a 
like a fortress of focus. You just are knocking it out. And then when you're done, you're going to have to close your computer and like go into mom mode. And that's going to have to be enough and okay. I just, I can't get above water. Like it's, it doesn't matter what I start the day out saying I'm going to do. There's new fires, which is for anyone. Like I'm sure every mom has that, but think about how can you create a system or a structure that will give you more freedom. Okay. So maybe it is you getting up earlier and you having your time where your husband takes them and hiring someone in the afternoon. So you have all three of those pockets. But How then it's awesome. like, what am I doing? Like, I know, but there's other women that can do all the things and not have three pockets of time with helpers. I feel like I'm not cutting it. You know, if I did that. That thought does not serve you. That thought no, does not serve I, ha- I know, I hate it. I don't want that thought. When you can shift in and believe that you, what you're doing is valuable mm-hmm. and that it's a real thing that you are working, like this is how you grow a business. You gotta start somewhere. This is exactly what you're supposed to be doing. You're really, really good at it. <laughs> you're reading me. <laughs> I mean, it's the psychology, like you're, and I loved you just like on Instagram, but like just like connecting with you on a deeper level. I, I shared you once, I don't know if you remember, it was like just like someone to follow that's like inspiring to me. And I didn't even know how inspiring you were at that point. <laughs> thank you, Rachel. Rachel Bodie, you beautiful soul. Thank you for seeing me, for understanding. I feel like it makes a lot of people feel less alone when you hear other people's stories. Everyone's struggling right now. It's hard to balance it all. We're in a pandemic. Our kids are home. We're trying to juggle housework and our brands, our businesses. It's a lot. And the more we share that it's a lot and we're struggling, it makes other people feel less alone. I hope if you are listening and you're feeling this way that you know that you're not the only one and we are going to get through it. If you want to schedule your own mini life coaching session with Rachel, she's on Instagram, Rachel Bodie. It's R-A-C-H-A-E-L-B-O-D-I-E. I highly recommend her. And thank you so much for listening today. If you haven't subscribed, please do that. Squats and Margaritas is on Spotify, Podcast One, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Go subscribe so you don't miss next week's new episode. And I will see you next week for Squats and Margaritas.